You're listening to Irish Radio Canada's Home and Abroad, and we're hearing from people in Ireland that, uh, about the impact of COVID-19, and particularly this time of the year, Easter, and how it is impacting their lives and the lives of the community that they live in, and the people that they interact with. And Ursula Ledwith is here with me, and Ursula is based in Athlone. So we're hearing from the Midlands today a little, and what life is like around there. First of all, Ursula, thanks a million for coming along for a chat. Absolutely. Delighted to be on uh, Irish Radio in uh, Ottawa. Thank you. Uh, so, uh, yourself, first of all, um, you're, how are you coping and how has this changed your life? Well, it's changed my life big time. Um, I would have been somebody who would have been out and about every day. Um, I was always out. Now, um, I have been ill for the last year and a half and I've been in and out of hospital. So my doctor has sort of warned me not to be going out. So <coughs> I very, very seldom are out interacting uh, in shops and, and places like that. Um, and the other thing is we have a travel ban here. So unless it's necessary to go out, uh, well, you know, we're asked not to travel. Now, I suppose as well as that, like the restaurants are all closed. A few takeaway restaurants are open, but the restaurants are all closed. Um, no one would have any interest. I wouldn't have any interest in going into the shops to be looking at clothes or anything like that because just your heart isn't in it and you'd be afraid. You're, you're scared. Right. Now, uh, times like this are particularly challenging for people from a mental health perspective. Uh, the isolation, not being able to uh, physically see friends, particularly if they're outside the two-kilometre range, uh, and even then for those that might be within that two-kilometre circle, that there's the social distancing and everything is a challenge. So how are you coping with that? Well, I'm very much um, keeping the social distance. Um, I'm very much working in that area. Now, I have neighbours who live uh, in Iona Park. Uh, they bring me my shopping once a week. Okay. Uh, I ring the shop and I pay for it, you know, with my card. They pick up the shop and leave it at my door. I also have, um, <coughs> I don't know if I'm allowed to mention the restaurant, but they were using up their food, whatever they had in their food, organs of glass. So every day, uh, Miriam would deliver me my dinner. So she leaves my dinner at the door and then I go out and open the door when she's gone. Now, when so you really, I don't see it. Yeah, sir, so when you mentioned that, I know when my mum was alive, she was, at one point, she was getting Meals on Wheels. Um, Meals on Wheels was a service that relied on people coming together and then going out into the community. How is something like that being handled, do you know, at the well, moment? It's funny you say that. There was, there's a little lady, her birthday's on Tuesday, she's 84, and she hasn't had a hot dinner since this happened. Right. Uh, so she rang me the other night and I was looking up Meals on Wheels. I was looking up a lot of the um, the shops to dinners that you can take away now. You can go in and get two slices of beef and potatoes and whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, so, And then I phoned a, a, a community gardener. I phoned her to know was Meals on Wheels still operating. And I still haven't worked out whether they are or not. I think they are, but how exactly they're doing that, I don't know. But the local guard has said, the community officer said, she cooks extra dinner. So every day she'll bring in a little dinner to the old, the, the elderly lady. Right. Um, so, that's, you know, people are, people are going out of their way to help other people. There's the sense of help, even though we're, we're um, not able to be in close um, space together, 
their sense of help is amazing. And the amount of people that would have sent me messages to say, you know, what can I do to help or do you need anything? That sort of thing. Now, I, I suppose one of the advantages of modern technology is you can be on your internet, you can be on your phone, you can be on Facebook, you can be on WhatsApp, all that sort of thing. So maybe if this had happened 30, 40 years ago, it would, isolation would be a lot more. And yet it did happen 100 years ago. With yes, it did. <laughs> and then... Uh, you know, uh, I, I know that things would have been very different then and many of the practices that we are being asked to observe now were very much a part of life back then as well. And I guess the, the good news story is that we recovered from that and established a method of living afterwards as well. But you're right. But then a lot of the, um, <coughs> let's say, Older community or uh, a lone community may not necessarily be proficient in technology. And when I was, when I knew what you invited me on to uh, the Irish Radio in Canada, I was kind of thinking through different things, aspects of this uh, pandemic. And I, the government have set up a mental health website. Mm -hmm. But again, that was the younger people would be able to, to use that. As you said, older people haven't got the technology. They, they know how to use the phone. Um, some might know how to use um, uh, Skype and WhatsApp and that, but the majority wouldn't. So isolation would be a big thing for people who are not um, technical. Yeah, and I know even before this happened, there was always a concern, certainly over here, a phrase that used are shut-ins. And uh, okay. I don't know if that phrase would be familiar now, but shut-ins were basically people who, as they got older, didn't come out. They shut themselves in. And in many cases, they were nearly forgotten about because they didn't engage. So people who would have isolated themselves before this started um, would be even in a more serious situation because nobody might even know they're in there. No, no one might know that there, you're right. Um, and again, people who live out in the country, mm -hmm. you know, country people who maybe live a, a simple life, uh, keep to themselves, would be very easily overlooked in this, uh, in this. you know. There would be a lot more organisations, we'll say, in town. And I do know the Wheelchair Association here in Athlone are doing quite a lot to keep um, their, um, their customers um Includers and, and, and you know birthdays and things like that. But it's still like if somebody comes to visit you, they're standing away from the door. They're only they're not there for an hour so they can have a cup of tea with you. That's not happening. Right. It's ten minutes at the most, and that, you know. And and Ursula, when you headed down to the shops, if you go down to Dunn stores, down to Tesco, um, are the shelves full? Are are there is there a scarcity of certain products? I haven't really been in the shop that much, but uh, um, I'll just go to a little convenience store down down the road here. Mm -hmm. um, no, it doesn't look like there's a scarcity, but then I'm not in the big shop. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, the panic buying was, was done uh, initially, uh, but I haven't been in any of the big shops since. I right. haven't been in the stores, Tesco's, Lidl, Aldi, any of them. And um, 
I, I do know that Debenhams, I don't know if you remember that store, mm-hmm. it's closing down. I saw that, yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So um, then, as I mentioned at the, the beginning, of course, this time of year is one of the big parts of the religious festivals between Christmas and Easter. And uh, certainly over here, as in, <coughs> excuse me, I know in Ireland, uh, services have been cancelled. Uh, that would have been a time when, for many, it brought community back together, where it was one of the two opportunities, really, in a year where everybody came out. Well, all I can say is, um, and being Irish, I never thought in my lifetime we'd have the pubs closed on St. Patrick's Day. Mm-hmm. That, first of all, was a big shock. Mm-hmm. I thought, you know, we'd, we'd get over that and we'd be heading for Easter. I never in my lifetime thought that the churches wouldn't be operating for Easter. Mm-hmm. So there's two big Irish, uh, you know, there well, two big Irish events mm-hmm. that are completely closed down. Mm-hmm. They're not happening. And even the, the elderly folk who would be very much into their religion um, are not going to the church. Now, they might go in to say the church is open. They might go in to say a prayer, but they're not going to services, no service. Right. Now, television has taken over and radio has taken over. So a lot of the churches are televising their religious um, events. Right. Uh, and the radio is uh, um, airing the mass. So, through again, through media... Um, we're having these services, but not physically. And, and I mean, I, it's a in Ireland and, and no pub. I mean, can you imagine it? No parade. And I noticed that there was a serious outbreak in the hospital in Cavan. Um, yes. With the, the, uh, in around Athlone or in, in the Midlands area, uh, things are all well to the best of your knowledge. To the best of my knowledge, they're all well. I don't know what the figures are like uh, for uh, people testing positive. I know there's a backlog of tests, but um, Minister Harris um, expects to have that cleared up by the weekend. The backlog should be cleared by the weekend. I have to also say one of the other things here in Ireland is we had an election mm-hmm. um, which didn't really give us a, a leader for um, for government. So the uh, party that's actually looking after our pandemic um, are really the the parties that were in up, were in power before the election. So we, we don't have a, a government, you know. So well, I I personally would have to say um, you know the the government gets slated for a lot, but I think they've done a pretty good job here in Ireland. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're shutting shutting everything down, which can't have been an easy decision. I'm sure I know I know. Um, Ursula, we'll wrap it up there. I have to keep an okay. eye on time, and I'm delighted that we got the opportunity to have a chat and get uh, your perspective. It's been really good chatting with you. Thank you very much, and can I wish you all a happy Easter and uh, stay safe.